Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me for the last Modern Money episode of the year. I'm Misty Lynch, and today we're going to talk with organizational expert Diane Hoffman. And I wanted to talk to, to anyone listening that's looking at the new year and feeling a little bit of stress or anxiety. Um, and I want to talk about some tips we're going to cover today on how you can feel a little bit better. So I work with people doing investments and financial planning. And a lot of times when they first meet with me, they're apologetic. You're going to freak out when you see how much I spent here, or I'm embarrassed by how often I go to this place, or I buy too much coffee, I do this. And there's a lot of self-criticism and judgment that people have when it comes to how they spend their day. And I want people to know that I have never really cared how my clients spend their money. If they enjoy something, if it matters to them, I really don't have, really have no space where I'm, I'm judging them for what they do. That's not, that's not my job. But what I do want to do with everyone that I work with is bring awareness to what they're doing and make sure that it aligns with their goals. And sometimes there are things that we do because we've always done them, but we're not really happy about it. We maybe don't like it. Maybe we have a bunch of things that we've purchased because we feel like we're supposed to. And that that might have all changed in 2020. We're not going the places we used to go. We're not traveling. We're not, we're not really doing the things that we might have gotten into a pattern of doing. And so I feel like in 2021, this might be a great time to really hit the reset button. Take a look at your finances, take a look at your home, take a look at your space and see if it's working for you. And if it's not, then maybe take some action on that. When I talked to Diane later today, she has some great advice for people that maybe are stressed being home, working in the middle of a cluttered space or are, you know, constantly feeling anxiety and tension as soon as they walk in the door. And she has some tips on how we can fix that. And I feel like when people take a look at their checking account or their retirement plan and feel that level of anxiety every time they log in, I can help with that too. So I hope you enjoy today's call. And um, I think you'll really love Diane. She has some great offers as well for you to download for free if you're interested. And I'd love for you to head over to mistylynch.com if you feel like now is the time for you to take advantage of the time you have and really straighten out your money and your financial situation. And I would love to help you with that. You can set up time on my calendar just by going to the website. And we'll be back after a quick break with Diane Hoffman. 
In the financial markets, the only guarantee is that tomorrow will be different from today. The most successful investors tend to have three major things in common when it comes to investing. They have a very disciplined game plan, they have access to industry-leading research, and they are patient. As you are planning for your financial future, partnering with a team that shares these same characteristics is a must. At Beck Bodie, we strategize with you to answer the three questions that are critical to optimizing your financial objectives. We utilize research from the very best minds on Wall Street. And we understand that successful investing is a product of discipline over time. Whether you're just getting started, already retired, or somewhere in between, partner with Beck Bodie and put the experience and expertise of our great team behind your most important assets. Contact us at beckbodie.com for a consultation. That's B-E-C-K-B-O-D-E.com. Beck Bodie. Welcome back to Modern Money with Misty Lynch. Today, I'm joined by Diane Hoffman. She is the creator of Spa Life, and we're going to talk about how to make your own life a little bit more spa-like. This episode, so we're very close to the end of the year, and I wanted to hear from Diane to talk about first how she created her own business, a little bit how she got her start, and what she thinks all of us can do to have a more focused and intentional life. Diane, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Misty, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me what, when you say spa life, I know what I picture in my head. What it, what was your intentions when you created um, your your brand, your show, your your business? What does spa life mean to you? Well, thank you. So spa life is actually an acronym. The SPA is for seek power always. So it has multiple meanings. It has that spa life where we want to have more harmony in our life, right? We want to have spa experiences, but it's not just about getting a massage. It's about actually creating the lifestyle that actually has you do the things that are intentional, that you love to do, that, that fill you up. And to be able to seek that power within you to not second guess yourself, to have more confidence and come from that place. Uh, and it originally got drawn out of me retiring from my first profession, which was as a San Diego police officer. And I can tell you a little bit about that if you yeah. like as well. Sure. So yeah, being a police officer, I, um, that, that must have helped you develop. I can't imagine that's those skills not helping you, um, when it comes to, you know, different parts of your career, but how, how did that help you? Um, as a, as a woman and a, as a police officer, tell me a little bit about how you got your start. Yeah. So I was uh, on the San Diego police department for 10 years. I worked uniform patrol. So I answered all those 911 calls. And so was in a lot of different homes, got to experience under trauma and duress, having to make quick decisions. Uh, but I also worked undercover as a prostitute because we were hunting a serial killer. So in those circumstances, I didn't have my gun or my vest. I wasn't wearing a lot of clothes and I had to really learn to hone my own intuition to really assess situations, to look at my environment and make quick and safe decisions. So when I retired from the department, I really took all of those skills and I utilized those with my clients about how is it that they can evaluate their situation, make those quick decisions and not second guess themselves because particularly women entrepreneurs, they'll make the big decisions, but in their mind, you and I've talked about mindset mm -hmm. that can really just have you spin in your head and second guess, you know, not be confident about the decision and really get stuck in the minutia of it. So me utilizing those skills has really helped my entrepreneurs and corporate leaders to really utilize those skills to stand in their own power. 
I think that's when I think about, and, and I, and I went to your website and read your ebook and, and when you think about organization and I think about clutter and I know I work with people and their finances and also their mindset, like you said, you know, when you talked about having to work undercover with nothing, no gun, barely like nothing on like, I think about how you really had to rely on your own mind and making those right decisions where I think sometimes the stuff, the, the noise that we have going on in our lives, all different parts of our lives, including our, our finances, sometimes can be very distracting when it comes to us actually accomplishing what we're really trying to do. How do you suggest somebody, maybe they're looking to go into the new year and I'll start with a, I'll start with one area that's felt less spa-like to me, which is my home. I've been working in my home. My kids are going to school in my home. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the house that does not feel spa-like. What can we do with our own physical environment to help yeah. us be able to, to really focus in on the things that we're trying to do? Yeah, such a great question. Uh, when I retired, that was one of the things I focused in on on the most was pe looking at people's physical environment. Uh, that expanded out to looking at all the different environments of their life. But you have to start with that physical environment. In fact, I coined a term when I was on the police department called the clutter to drama ratio, that the more clutter you had in your space, the more drama you had, and, and oftentimes led to police having to come to your home. The reverse is true as well, as the more calm you have in your space, the less drama you have and you have more clarity. So creativity, which is, you know, really what we're trying to draw upon as entrepreneurs is how can we be creative? How can we show up with our best gifts? Well, creativity craves clarity. And when we don't have clarity in our space, we really get distracted. And even though we say, oh, well, maybe I'm not focusing on that pile of books or those papers that are laying here subconsciously, it just gnaws on us as being distracting. So we can't actually focus very clearly with what is in our space. And ironically, when I first started working with people, when I started having them ask like how they felt about each room, like what was it about their different rooms? In fact, this is a great exercise for the listeners is to go in every room of your home, just close your eyes, stand in the middle and go, how do you feel in this room? Like, is this your favorite room? Do you hate this room? What would you change about it? How you feel in a space is really, you know, determining on how much time you spend there. What do you like there? Well, some of the feedback I got from a lot of my clients is the room that uh, caused them the most stress that they hated the most. And a lot of times they just closed the door was their office, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about your financial and your yeah. business, right? If that's the most cluttered space, you're not really going to thrive so much in there. So in your home, the first thing I would have people do, because you know, you're right. There's people having like their kids are at home, having Zoom school and everyone's mm -hmm. under, you know, each other's feet is to find at least one space in your home. That's your own private sanctuary. Even if it's a closet where you just kind of clear that out and there's things that actually inspire you. Maybe it's your favorite painting or it's a crystal or, you know, it's something in there that you actually feel good about. Even just one corner in your bedroom that you would just have my, maybe it's just a chair and a throw and your favorite book, right? Where you can yeah. just go there and feel clear in that space. That's a great tip. And I know that a lot of times, and I even, I felt that way about my, my closet. It was just, there was so much stuff there, things that I didn't use or like or wear. And I ended up just um, sending them all to an online consignment. And now I turned all of that clutter back into money. And it felt wonderful to have actually less stuff. And I know that um, sometimes we feel like, maybe we, we spend or we buy certain things because of a habit, or maybe it's just something that we've gotten used to doing. 
um, to, you know, put stuff in our carts and not remember what we bought. And, and so I do think that that is a really great tip to actually go into your rooms and think about how do you feel? And maybe, maybe removing things instead of always just adding things can, can increase that level of, of happiness in our own homes. Right. I want to well, talk also about with money. Um, I know I focus with my clients on what their values are and when they're spending aligns with their values, it tends to be a lot easier to stick to those habits. What type of um, clutter do you see when you're working with clients um, when it comes to their finances? Well, that, that's really great to see like what's in alignment with what, what matters to them. I mean, when you start looking at people's space, if they have a lot of clutter in their space, uh, a lot of times it's a form of protection. Like they don't actually even see it. Like they just start kind of going day to day and all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's like a year's worth of magazines that have mm -hmm. stacked up. There's, you know, lots of things happening. So a lot of it can just be an unawareness of, of what's happening in their space, but it also shows what they value. And so you really want to start looking at, um, I love you mentioned about t removing things from the space mm -hmm. because when you move one thing, it actually shifts the energy of everything. So if you're like walking down a hallway and you see like a painting or something on your wall or a piece of art that you actually don't really like, a lot of times people will receive gifts gifts mm -hmm. and they don't want to give the gifts away because of the love of the person that gave it to them. So I always share with people that the energy of a gift happens when they actually give it to you. What you do with it afterwards is it's your business, it's your life, it's your space. And it actually doesn't honor the person or that gift if you hang on to something that you actually don't really like. So giving it to somebody else actually then has the energy of that gift to kind of keep on going. So you yeah. really want to look at what's in your space and how it actually affects your mindset and what it looks like. Uh, and something to keep in mind too, is that whatever you own owns you in upkeep, in time, in space. And so you really want to make sure that you only have things that you really love that really um, are helpful. I love that you cleared out your closet because yeah. most people only wear 20% of their closet anyway. And there's right. always kind of like this, someday I'm going to wear this. And if you really just have your favorite things that are in there, your comfortable things, your business things, you know, maybe your workout things, like what are those things that you want to have in there that actually inspire you instead of having to sift through a ton of stuff that actually takes a bunch of your energy away. And another thing coming to money is the things that people have the hardest time getting rid of are the things that they paid a lot of money for because yeah. they feel like, oh, I invested this lot of money into this. So they want to hang on to it, even though they don't wear it, they don't use it or anything happens. So I also make the analogy is that you probably spent a lot of money on a vacation. You enjoyed it at the time. You're not expecting a return back from that. And so you mm -hmm. want to look at your expenses purchases as that as well. You could do a consignment like you did or, you know, maybe it's just time to donate it on. You've had your value out of it, but to hang on to it because of the cost doesn't make it any lighter or better in your space. Right. And I, I, I think people have stuck around in jobs they don't like because that was what their expensive education was for, yes. even if something else is calling them. So I think that that's important to think of it as the energy, maybe the knowledge you got or what you, what you received at the time, you know, and maybe that could be repurposed. Maybe it doesn't mean you hang around or or hold on to things exactly the way you thought they would be. But I like that idea, even as we bring more things into our lives to look at it as where's this going to fit? Where is, you know, what are we going to do with this? Right. And even one of the most, one of the biggest home renovations I did was in a kitchen that we hated every year for seven years. When we went to spend that money to redo it, 
Now it's one of our favorite rooms in the house. We spend a ton of time there. So while it was a big investment, it was, the energy has just shifted so much. So I I do think that, you know, when you know what you enjoy and what your values are and what you want, then spending the money, spending the time, energy, it, it makes things so much easier. Right. Well, and also you can kind of think outside the box as well. You know, a lot of times, especially now with entrepreneurs working from home, mm-hmm. the time the time they spend the most is in their office space. So I have actually had people kind of reimagine their home space just because somebody calls a place a living room doesn't mean you have to use it as a living room. I've actually had uh, helped a lot of my clients change their master bedroom into their office because it's the most mm-hmm. expansive. It's the most light. They, you know, maybe have uh, some clients over there, yeah. uh, but they spend a lot of time in there. And then they actually have a smaller, which maybe would have been an office space as kind of a cozy nook uh, bedroom where it's actually dark and they sleep better. And so you think about how do you want to utilize your space and how does it reflect what you do in there and what the time is like in there? So really, you know, how you, and then in your office, like how does that make you feel more powerful? Does it feel like there's, is this a room where money is being made? right? Mm -hmm. Is this where you feel powerful in this room? You feel confident when you make your calls, like you look around and there are things that inspire you or when you're on the phone with clients, are you looking around and it's actually draining your energy because there's so much crap in there that isn't supporting you? No, that's true. I know when I try to work um, in the basement, which is where all the children's toys are, where there's the big TV, um, my husband's like, go, go take a call down there. It's quieter. And I'm like, I can't. I can't, I physically uh, trying to think about making money in that particular room is, is impossible. So there will be times I'd be better off taking a call from my car. <laughs> yes. certain spaces. So that's a very great tip. How about as we, as we enter 2021, what about some of the, the relationships, maybe the relationships that people have personally or within maybe their, their network, how do we sift through that? So it's, more organized in spotlight. Absolutely. So, you know, our relationships are everything. I mean, we've all heard that, you know, we become the five people we spend the most time with. If you kind of do a little edit on who you're spending time with, you know, are those people that are lifting you up, that they're encouraging you, or are they energy vampires are like actually sucking the life out of you. And sometimes that's family members. And so you need to have some boundaries around that, about what kind of conversations that you're having. And a lot of times people that bring negativity into a space, it becomes, uh, you know, habitual, right? They're not even noticing that they're being negative. It's kind of like at the old offices when people would hang out at the water cooler and they would be gossiping, right? It's because that's just what they did is they would gossip. And so there would be not positivity that would be coming out of that. So you have the opportunity to change the the conversation, to shift that habit that people have and look at whatever they're saying into how can you make that into something positive or maybe shift into like, Hey, what's been the best part of your day? Or what are you looking forward to this weekend? Or, you know, anytime you can, you know, shift that conversation. And especially, you know, this time of year, we're coming into the holidays Mm -hmm. where people are going to spend more time with relatives that they maybe hadn't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially if uh, people are maybe drinking a little bit more than they normally do, you really can be that proactive person to have that positivity in your space. But going into 2021, you know, this is is going to be the time where you're really going to want to focus on what are your values? Like what's important to you and are the people that you're spending time with, do they respect those values? Do they, uh, you know, encourage you in that way and have more time with those people and limit the time of those energy vampires? I think even with, 
you know, the fact that we've been, you know, distancing from other people and maybe doing more work online, I've, I've found that my network has grown with more people that are, you know, that I love the way they think they're doing great thing. You know, they're, they're, you know, I can, I can listen to someone's show and, and talk to them. I could reach out to someone like you that I did not know, you know, and it's just made the world a little bit easier to actually find people. If maybe your network is full of energy vampires or your family or people that you're always around, I feel like now there might be a lot more opportunity to connect with people that inspire you. And that's something that I think has been a, a different benefit of this strange new way that we all interacted network. Um, because it's not just the people that are in your physical location anymore that we right. can really have a good conversation with, which I, I enjoy. Well, and I venture to guess that Misty, you have actually attracted that because when you see a positive message, you're like, oh, I want to lean in and listen to more to that person. Mm -hmm. This is maybe someone I'd like to work with because of what they're bringing into the world. You know, sometimes people get into that uh, social media scroll and, you know, whether it's politics or there's certain like, you know, conversations that can have a negative shift to it. So we get to choose, do we want to be part of the solution and the positive conversations and seeing how can we make, you know, the world a better place, or are we getting stuck in the mire of, you know, the bickering back and forth with things. Right. And yeah. it's not to say we can't honor other people's opinion. I mean, this is America. We want people to be able to express themselves, but just notice where you're spending your time. And when you're on social media, do you feel good when you get off or do you feel exhausted and drained? And mm -hmm. that'll give you an idea of who are the people you're following and who you're spending time listening to. Oh, absolutely. I know I've started to shut off notifications and things like that because the mindless scroll, I think it can be no matter how many people, you know, I mean, we're seeing a lot of things that already reinforce our own opinions. And I, I think people are now, um, you know, on their phones more than they are talking to people that are in the same room with them. So I'm, I'm making a conscious effort in the next year to, to limit that um, and really be intentional whenever I go check something or do something on the computer and also start to maybe read more books, listen to more podcasts, take it, be more mindful of the information that I'm consuming um, because I do enjoy listening to shows and talking to people and reading books. But I think sometimes I'll be like, wow, I spent a lot of time just looking at Instagram or, or Facebook and, and that could be better spent, I think, elsewhere. Any other tips you have for people that maybe are feeling a little bit, maybe a little lost or, um, you know, are really looking to, to find more purpose in, in their lives. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, people are feeling uncertain right now. I mean, these are unprecedented times, you know, we're acting in different ways, you know, environmentally things are, are very different. And so uh, I help people to really look at how are they maneuvering through, I call it crisis because there's a lot of different levels of crisis. There can be mini crisis and there can be big crisis. And so I've created a resource uh, where people can really identify what kind of crises they may be going through that are unconscious, they haven't really seen, like maybe they haven't noticed what things have happened in their environment, or maybe they're not feeling as confident as they normally have, and they need to look at things at a greater level. So um, I've created that for your audience, for them to go to dianehaffman.com uh, forward slash crisis, and you can have that resource to just start evaluating for yourself, like what's going on with you and what are some of the steps you can take so that uh, you can start building your confidence back up again. I love that. Thank you. So I think that is such a, a helpful thing. And I think even just asking different questions of yourself and writing them down and making, making an effort to think differently can maybe 
you know, maybe these answers are already in your head, things that you already know, but you've just never really taken a, taken a moment to kind of evaluate that. Thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things too, with that is, you know, we have, we can be bombarded with so much knowledge, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're perpetual learners and we want to Mm -hmm. learn all the things that are out there, but at the end of the day, it really comes to your knowing, like you want to assimilate all those things and check in with your intuition. And it's just like a muscle that you can build where you want to trust that, you know, things are in alignment with your values, how you want to live your life, you know, who are the people you want to spend with. And so you want to trust making those decisions because you are the expert of your own life and you want to be able to really access that inner knowing of yourself and live from that place. Yeah. I I now talk to people who say, just tell me what to do. And I think people need to trust their own instincts and intuitions, even if it does mean engaging with somebody else to handle some part of your life or to help you. um, I do think that those decisions have to be something that everybody feels a little bit more empowered to make on their own. Um, I did have a question though, with, with your, um, you know, with your role as a police officer and undercover did you always have that level of bravery to do a job like that? Or was that also like a muscle that eventually you felt you felt capable? Because I, I, I mean, I am a, <laughs> a businesswoman with a very um, desk job type thing, but I am curious, how, how did you get there yourself? Uh, great question, Misty. You know, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to be a police officer. Yeah. I actually went to school, got my degree in criminal justice to be an attorney and just decided that wasn't for me. So I kind of fell into uh, police work. I had 12 years of Catholic school and had no idea what was happening in the world of vice and, and prostitution. Wow. And so it was a very steep learning curve. And But it, I think what happens is that you re- revert to your training. So in mm-hmm. stressful situations, I had pre-thought, this is how I'm going to react. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to go. And so when you have to me- make split second decisions where you don't have a lot of time to go, Oh, let me evaluate. What's the best way to do something like you literally have to make a decision right away. You have to be able to pre think things. And so I would know when certain things happen, you know, this is what I would do. This is what I would look like. This is what I would say. And so we can actually utilize those same tools and building up our own muscle of confidence and courage in our work is when we just do it right. Sometimes we think that we don't want to make a big decision because it might be the wrong decision or we're not sure all these things that happen. But when we just do it, it actually dissipates some of the fear. And then we can always just shift and maybe make a little bit of a different decision moving forward. But it's so important to make that initial decision uh, of just of just going for it and just doing it. And so after enough times, when you just do it, you start realizing, okay, these decisions work better. I need to kind of shore something up a little bit different. And it's like that in every aspect of our life, but that's how we can build that confidence is just doing it. I think that that's so true. I'll talk to people that feel like they have to be a master in, in every area of a subject in order to get started um, or to have a, like where all you really need to do is just maybe make one decision and get started. That's right. the same with finances, with health, all of those things. It's really triggered on just taking a small step. And I yes. love that that um, is something that you help people do. If people want to learn more about you, Diane, how can they find you? Uh, well, they can go to dianehalfman.com. Uh, they can also uh, connect with me through getting the crisis resource, which is dianehalfman.com forward crisis. I uh, love to have them come see me on my podcast, which is Love Your Live Your Spa Life. So you get a lot of, of tips in there. And I'm also on social media. So send me a message and any questions you have, I'm happy to answer. Thank you so much, Diane. And I do have to ask before we go on behalf of my friends who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Um, I know a lot of us, if we listen to podcasts about self-improvement, we're also probably listening to true crime podcasts. 
what is it? What is our obsession with, with true crime? But most of my, some of my sweetest friends, man, we listen to all this stuff. Do you, do you have any clue why this happens? <laughs> I love that so much. Our worst nightmare. <laughs> no, so many people ask me like, oh, have you watched this? True? I go, no, like I live that. Like for me, it's not entertainment to be able to do that. I think what happens is that I think there's a little bit of that uh, superwoman, superman within us where really in the span of a 20, 30 minute show where there's actually like the good guy wins. I yeah. think there's something about, you know, it's just like a, a to-do list where when you check it off, it feels like there's an accomplishment. I think that when these condensed times where you can actually see that the, the good guy wins and, and overcomes I think there, there's a, a feel-good aspect even though it's a little bit of a warped path of like you know there may be some shooting and blood and things that are yeah. happening and but I think that people have a little bit of an unrealistic expectations that we do not get fingerprints back that fast and you know <laughs> investigations do take a little bit more time to uh, simulate but I think there's that that satisfaction of um, maybe a sense of feeling safe and feeling that there has been some accomplishment. Okay. Well, thank you very much for answering that question. It's been on my mind. Thank you so much, Diane, for joining me. And thank you everyone for listening. If you're looking to see how you can improve your finances in the new year, please head over to mistylynch.com where you can set up some time with me or look at any of the things that we offer as far as services that can help you make your finances a little bit more spa-like. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.